Welcome to the RMD Podcast from Reverse Mortgage Daily, hosted by RMD editor Chris Clow. In this month's episode, Clow interviews Carol Dionovich, the Vice President of Operations at Michigan-based First Nations Reverse Mortgage, who was recently appointed to the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development's Housing Counseling Federal Advisory Committee. In this episode, she sits down with Clow to discuss the significance of the appointment and what the committee will aim to achieve under HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge. Well, thank you for listening, and here's the latest episode of RMD. And joining me on this episode of the RMD Podcast is Carol Dujanovic. Carol, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for inviting me, Chris. Absolutely. No, we're, we're thrilled to have you. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but your your actual title at First Nations is VP of Operations. Is that right? Yes. Vice President, Reverse Operations, Director of Operations as well. Yes. Great. Excellent. Well, before we actually talk about uh, the your recent accomplishment, I'd like to uh, to go back a little bit further. So before we talk about your actual membership on the council, let's talk about how you broke into the reverse mortgage business. Um, were you aware of reverse mortgages before you got involved in the business? And what were your perceptions of the product prior to actually becoming a part of the industry? My experience really started in, in the forward world. Um, I've been a DE since 19, I'm going to date myself, 1986, um, and mostly concentrated all on the forward mortgages. I stumbled into reverses, honestly, quite by accident. I was recruited by um, a very large player in the reverse industry, um, and it's actually what brought me to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I'm a born and raised Wisconsin girl. And um, I was recruited to join the reverse um, company. Um, my perceptions of reverse mortgages were much like everybody else. Um, my goodness, you know, all of the, the, the fallacies of, my goodness, the bank is going to take my home and, you know, all of those things. And now, after being in the business, well, for over, almost coming up on 16 years, I've learned how untrue. And it, it pains me when I hear people talk about those things. I would say this, if I knew then what I know now, my parents would have been an excellent candidate for a reverse. And I would have definitely uh-huh. have looked into that. And I recommend that 100% to my friends, my family, that don't believe what you hear. I'm firsthand, you know, that <laughs> um, it is a, a wonderful product and it completely dedicates itself to to our senior borrowers aging in place and sure. staying in the home that they've made memories and that they they love to raise their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, it sounds like uh, your journey is not too dissimilar from the path that a lot of other people take into the business in terms of, you know, it's not like they grew up aspiring to be a reverse mortgage professional, but uh, someone had to, to turn them on to it because there is so much uh, so much different uh, kinds of information out there about it. And certainly not all of it is accurate as yeah, I think both true. of us can probably attest to, but uh, no, that's, um, th- that's really interesting. So tell me about the scope of your work specifically for first nations. What are some of your responsibilities and uh, how does your work inform your perspectives on the business? Well, 
my responsibilities include overseeing the operational aspect of First Nations from the intake of the loans um, through processing, underwriting. I oversee um, closing, post-closing, delivering to the investors. Um, so from start to finish, everything unsales related. Um, I know enough about sales to make me pretty dangerous. So I stick to the operations side of it. Doing the operations side, I have firsthand, I'm hands-on, very hands-on with the entire process. And it helps me understand and appreciate a little bit more how wonderful the product really is. Um, I can honestly say that it does my heart good when I see that we've actually helped a senior. Um, and all of the stories of, you know, that you hear of seniors deciding whether or not to pay the electric bill or buy pills is absolutely true. So when I can honestly close a loan and realize that I have helped a senior, my entire team, I think, is invigorated that we've actually accomplished what we've set out to do with the program. Certainly. Yeah. Sense. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful feeling and, and you know, that's the whole basis of the reverse program. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the reason that you and I are having this conversation is primarily because uh, the department of housing and urban development just appointed new members to the housing counseling federal advisory committee. And yes. you are one of them. So that's that is a, that is a really exciting uh, occurrence that's taken place. And I know that it's very exciting for other people in the industry that, uh, that someone of, of your stature and who works in the business is actually part of that. When do you remember first becoming aware of the potential you had for joining this committee as overseen by HUD? Well, in part of the HUD communications, they sent out um, a request to um, the mortgage industry looking for candidates to send in a, an application to the advisory committee. And because housing counseling for reverse mortgages is an integral part of it, um, you know, I've always been interested in the counseling aspect of it because I'm involved in it on a daily basis with every loan that comes through. So I submitted um, my resume and my credentials in hopes of representing the mortgage industry. They, the council has mortgage industry, citizens. Um, they also have the real estate. So someone representing all of the different areas. And I wanted to represent the mortgage aspect, specifically the reverse. Um, there has been one representative of the reverse industry, and that was on the counseling side several years ago. But I am told no one has represented reverse mortgage on the committee before. Wow. So that, I mean, that already is a, uh, a major occurrence um, yes. because yes. I mean, having a seat at the table, we always talk about it on the educational side of the, of the industry itself with, uh, with borrowers. Um, but you know, the, having a seat at, at one of HUD's tables, I would imagine is very important, but um, for our listeners who might not be aware, uh, what would you say are the general aims and responsibilities of the Housing Counseling Federal Advisory Committee? Well, what it really is, is a vehicle to help people understand how to obtain homeownership, retain their homeownership, 
and sustain their homes. And in my case, to support aging in place, you know, to make sure that everyone does understand that there are resources out there should you be, you know, facing eviction or foreclosure or what have you, that there are resources out there. And so many times, um, especially in the current climate with the pandemic, you know, we've experienced clear housing issues. And, you know, we have a rather aggressive agenda this this year with the um, the advisory committee in, in hoping that we can, you know, get the general consumer population to understand that there are alternatives and that we're here to help. Sure. Um, in terms of the work that the reverse mortgage industry does on a regular basis uh, with the, the protected class of seniors, how would you say the work of the industry uh, most directly interacts with, uh, with everything that is overseen by the committee? Well, the one thing we're going to pay very close attention to is um, we have put in place several housing initiatives right now. And most importantly, we'll be working very closely with the counseling agencies that are out there. As I said, each uh, reverse transaction requires the borrowers to attend a counseling session, whether it's face-to-face or mostly it's, it's telephone. Um, but our, our goal is to educate and to, to ensure that everyone understands that there are um, options out there. And most importantly, with you know, the heck of counseling, that there are people that they can go to for help. If sure. that answers your question. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that, that uh, that's a very concise way of putting it. I mean, I was planning on on asking you if the the industry had ever had a seat at the table before. You already said that it had not. So I guess the only kind of remaining question about that component of it that comes to my mind, uh, and, and you know, please tell me if if you have a perspective on this. But why now? Why do you think um, a representative from the reverse mortgage industry uh, joining this particular committee? is important for this moment? And what do you think uh, the motivation was to invite, obviously you specifically, but also more broadly, a reverse mortgage representative to join at this time? Well, I think we're seeing really what the entire committee is about is, you know, to maintain home ownership. And the reverse industry, you know, we're, we're small. We really are. When you think about it, we're a very small segment of, of mortgage lending. And I think in my conversations with um, the secretary, um, it's that let's broaden people's understanding of the reverse industry and, and add that to the list of, you know, we're, we do counseling for potential home buyers. We do counseling for people who are, um, you know, facing foreclosure. Here's another segment. We do counseling for homelessness, for homeless veterans. And here's another segment now that has been really, I think, overlooked, the senior borrower. So there hasn't been anyone that either um, requested a place on the committee or just, you know, there were no options. But 
I guess I presented the opportunity to have someone represent the reverse, the reverse world. And when you say your conversations with the secretary, are you referring to the HUD secretary or are you yes. referring? Okay. Yes, we um, will be in direct communication with her. Um, that is secretary, Marsha Fudge. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to be heard and to, you know, make a footprint for reverse. Sure. Obviously, um, HUD has a lot of things on its plate. Uh, as, as, uh, secretary fudge and certainly you are well aware. Um, but yes, uh, in terms of what I've seen in covering this business specifically, HUD hasn't given an abundance of, uh, special attention to the needs of, of seniors based on your conversations with secretary fudge. Is there receptivity to the, the possibility that reverse mortgages represent for seniors? I think so. I think we're, you know, we're getting a little bit more attention and, you know, right now it seems the biggest um, duty, I think, or or, uh, problem that they're facing right now is the housing shortage. So I don't think we're going to be at the top of the list quite yet, but I think we'll get there. Um, But, you know, everybody's experiencing, you know, again, with the pandemic, everyone with shortage of housing for affordable housing. Um, But I do think, you know, with being on the committee, we're going to be a little bit more front and center, have a voice. And I hopefully will be able to to do that and represent our industry well. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Yeah. Well, um, speaking broadly on an industry level, uh, how important do you think it is to have someone representing the reverse mortgage business sitting on this committee? Uh, what kind of benefit do you think that this will have for the industry at large? Obviously, you just mentioned potentially having the ear of, uh, of key decision makers at the, at the department. Are there any other um, components that you see that could directly benefit uh, the reverse mortgage industry because of your seat at the table? I do believe still, as we talked earlier, that the program does not get you know, we're not always seen in the best light because of, you know, again, misinformation. And I'm hoping that since we are represented and with all the changes coming down with HUD, um, that people will understand that this is a viable product. It's a good product. It's a good program. It's going to help our seniors stay in their homes. That's the biggest thing. And that, no, we don't take your home away. You own your home and, and eliminate all those fallacies that you know people think. My own family, before I started doing this, and even after I you know, joined the company, felt the same way. Like, why would anybody want to do a reverse? People take their homes away. And it took a long time for me to get people to understand that what the program really is about and how helpful it is to keep our senior citizens in their homes and have the money to, um, you know, live the best life that they possibly can with their equity. So um, I'm hoping I will be able to bring attention to the program and all the positive benefits that it has. Sure. Do you think there's any potential to um, uh, have the ability, I guess, to affect uh, Heckam program policy, or is that kind of outside of the purview of what the council is I going to be I think that's outside of the, the council, um, but I will be more than happy 
should the need arise or the opportunity arise to put my two cents worth in, <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, HUD, HUD is a challenge at times. And sure. I'm hoping that, um, you know, being at the forefront, I'll be hopefully be able to understand a little better some of the whys. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think uh, I think any additional clarity is always going to be something that uh, people participating in this business. I mean, they're always striving for it. But yes, as you said, because HUD can sometimes be difficult, and that's a universal truth regardless of who's in power. Uh, it's uh, it's sometimes it's difficult to get those kinds of uh, answers to the industry. So. Uh, hopefully that'll change, but your guess is as good as mine. Certainly. absolutely. Your guess is probably way better than mine, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so the, the committee takes its name after counseling, of course. And, uh, as you alluded to earlier, uh, reverse mortgage counseling is a pivotal component of, uh, of the, the loan origination process. What kinds of issues do you see that are currently facing reverse mortgage counseling and that you believe the committee might be able to address in the near term, particularly due to your membership? And uh, how do you feel like your perspective will make a difference? Well, you know, we have counseling services that deal specifically with uh, the senior borrower. And I think what we need to do really is enhance the counseling procedure as it relates to seniors. Um, For the most part, I think a lot of the counseling is very generic. And while they, you know, they are required to hit on specific points, they meaning the counselors, I think we need to take a step back and take a look at what the content is and make sure that it is beneficial. Um, It's, I think it does need a little bit of work. my husband and I have a reverse and we had to go through the counseling and I found that, you know, some of the topics didn't really relate. Um, and I'm not sure if that was because of my experience. So I'm trying to take myself out of that and think of the average, you know, senior borrower, but, um, I think it needs to be redefined and I'm hoping that, um, representing the reverse industry, I can, you know, have some positive ideas and make some suggestions and how, you know, I get the feedback from our borrowers of, of, that have attended the counseling sessions. And while they do understand it, um, it's not always retained. Mm-hmm. Um, they cover budgetary, you know, areas and that kind of thing. And some of that really just, I, I'm kind of stumbling here, but I don't think it all applies. Sure. And I think we need to redefine it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've heard in the past, some counselors have brought up the notion of introducing uh, post-closing counseling of some kind to, to have uh, additional contact with a borrower to make sure that uh, you know they're keeping up with their loan obligations. Is that something that you think is uh, practical or is that not maybe something that would be a beneficial use of counseling resources? No, I think you know that is think that it really is something that we should really look into because, you know, they've gone through the counseling uh, to go through the requirements of getting the reverse. Okay, now you have it. Now you have your reverse. You're still responsible to pay your taxes and insurance. 
And, you know, we do see a rate of default because of taxes and insurance. So post-closing counseling, I think, is a, is a wonderful idea. You know, a lot of times the seniors opt to take a lump sum. So now they have a large amount of money. And, you know, I think, again, post-closing counseling is beneficial to the system. What are you going to do with that money now? Um, you know, to use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I asked you a little bit about um, the perspectives of, of HUD personnel when it comes to uh, the reverse mortgage product and, and uh, their perspectives on it. But what about uh, your fellow committee members? Do you think that they understand the potential significance of the reverse mortgage industry specifically because it serves the protected class of seniors? Or uh, do you feel like you might have to do a little bit of extra work to get ahead of um, misinformation that may have touched your fellow committee members? I think we're going to have, um, from all of our standpoints, because we're all coming from, you know, different areas, and I think it's going to be a, a bit of education. Um, I've had some of my committee members already reach out um, to understand reverse mortgages. So I think with all of us, um, it's going to be a little bit of education. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that is uh, very understandable considering how how difficult misinformation in general seems to be to counteract, especially these days. So the the reverse mortgage industry has most definitely been um, been on the receiving end. I think is fair to say of uh, of some pretty coordinated misinformation uh, components. So uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I know that uh, your colleagues will be very hopeful that uh, some hearts and minds can be changed because of your presence on on this committee. Um, in terms of the work that the committee uh, is aiming to address, particularly in the early going, uh, in general, what do you hope the committee might be able to accomplish when it comes to affecting the state, either of counseling specifically for reverse mortgages or even just uh, broader industry issues? Well, first and foremost, I think that the primary objective of the counseling program is to educate families and individuals to make sure they can make informed decisions regarding their housing, either improving their housing, obtaining, meeting the requirements. So I think, you know, as far as our main goal is to, I'm going to have to say it really does boil down to education, whether it's, you know, group counseling, one-on-one counseling, whatever delivery method, but that there is help out there. Um, And that, you know, whether it's pre-purchase, delinquency, what have you, that HUD is not... Or, or the lenders are not in the business to take your home away. We want to make sure that you stay in your home and age in place. I keep using that term age in place, but that is my main responsibility as a member of this um, advisory committee um, and education. I know that was a long and rambling answer, but no. it all comes down to educating, you know, the borrowers homeowners to what's available to assist them in, in, you know, situations where um, they find themselves, like I said, in default, you know, eviction, foreclosure. 
Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it really does seem that education is the name of the game in the in the modern reverse mortgage industry and that it has taken uh, center stage uh, pretty much across the board uh, in terms of um, both HUD as well as the lenders themselves and those who have the the resources to create educational materials that have the potential to affect the entire industry. Uh, people are making real investments in that side of things. So, yes. um, yeah, so I'm sure that, that your presence on this, uh, committee, uh, with a focus on, on education can be a, a very important part of that going forward. Uh, well, Carol, I, thank you again for, for being a part of this. I really only have one final question. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you feel our listeners or RMD's broader industry audience should be aware of regarding your involvement in this committee? Well, to me, I, I can't express the gratitude um, and how proud I am to be a part of this and to be asked to be on this committee. Um, again, I hope that my presence on the committee will bring positive change. And um, again, it's an honor to serve. And I, this is a three-year term. Tomorrow um, is the orientation and my official swearing-in um, meeting. So um, very excited and look forward to hopefully you know making a positive impact um, and bring you know my knowledge of the reverse industry to the committee and make a positive change. Hopefully, certainly. Well, we are absolutely looking forward to uh, to signal boosting your membership in this committee. Uh, it sounds like it's a very exciting time for you and potentially an exciting one for the industry as well. So, Carol Zyanovich, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of the RMD Podcast. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Oh, Chris, thank you so much. I appreciate it, too. Now, more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, a real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elsina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Well, thank you for listening to the RMD Podcast. And if you want more, you can find the show wherever you usually tune in, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Also look out for next month's episode. We'll see you then.